Welcome to the Educational Leadership Series, Lead Change in Education, where your co-hosts, Adam Drummond and Mark McAmoyle, talk with educational leaders across the country in ways that they're boosting student academic achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Each episode is especially designed to examine the ways that you can be instructional change agents in your schools as you work to reform culture, instructional planning, learner engagement, and community advocacy in your schools or in your districts. Take the ideas from our guests and work to apply them in your schools so that you can be instructional change agents too. Welcome back to another exciting episode where we talk with school leaders who are showing up for their students and each and every day. We're excited to have a, a guest with us today for the Lead Change in Education podcast. We'd like to welcome Bart Becker to our show today. And, and Mark and I are just thrilled to have you joining as um, our special guest for today. Thank you. My pleasure. Great to be here. Bart, as, as a colleague in the area, you've got a great reputation for being student-centered, and uh, I just can't wait to hear about how you show up for students and staff every single day. Uh, proud to call you a colleague. Likewise, same here. Looking forward to it. Great. So, Bart, for our listeners, if you want to just give them a little bit of background, uh, obviously we know you're a high school principal, but tell us maybe where, um, a little bit about your high school, and any other background around your educational experience and career. Yeah, you bet. So I'm the principal of Maple Grove Senior High School here in Maple Grove, Minnesota. We are one of three comprehensive high schools in District 279, which also includes an an, uh, alternative learning center and a new fully online school. We are the home of the Crimson, the mighty, mighty Crimson, which we got uh, just about 2,400 kids, 220 staff roughly. And uh, we pride ourselves in providing real relevant and rigorous learning experiences which are culturally culturally relevant to our uh to our growing student populations we're about oh 75 percent white and 25 percent students of colors uh most of those are black asian uh some multiracial and and a growing hispanic and indigenous population so it's a good mix and we are slowly uh growing more and more diverse um this we we just wrapped up our, our 25th school year and we are ready to get going uh on year 26. That's great. <clears throat> so hey, listeners, did I, I might have missed this. How many years have you been in your role there at the high school? Just so oh, forgive people me. Yep. kind of attach into your story. So uh, I taught here for 10 years and then I was in, uh, I was an assistant principal at one of our sister high schools, Park Center. Okay. And then I, I, I just finished my sixth year as the lead principal here at Maple Grove. Great. So I think, you know, Bart, I, as just listening to the introduction and, and knowing the conversation that we've talked about focusing on today, which is around student relationships, a high school of 2,400 is a, a large high school for lots of our listeners across the country. Um, we certainly have, you know, um, those comprehensive high schools that are in that two to three or even 4,000 range. Um, but how do you, as a, as a high school principal with 2,400 students, and, and the reputation around the work that you do is, is kids first, right? Yep. And understanding that relationships and keeping the main thing the main thing. So how in the world do you prioritize relationships with 2,400 students and over 200 staff? That's, uh, that's the question. Well, 
it starts with being present. Uh, I try and be out of my office as much as possible um, in the halls, swinging through classrooms, even if it's just a moment to drop in and say hi. Um, when I first came back here, it's now crazy, it's six years ago, um, I really wanted my, my teachers, many of whom were my colleagues um, when I was a teacher here myself, to become accustomed and used to the door opening up at any point during the class period and seeing me stop in, whether it's just to wait in the doorway or to go and take a seat myself. But the relationships always begin with being present. You have to model that you care about your kids. And some point during my, my, my first year back here as principal in 2015-16, I found myself giving a PA announcement mid-year and I ended up telling the kids I love them. And uh, it, it, it resonated. Um, I know it felt good for me to say it. Um, and that's become part of, of what we do. I, I end every PA announcement telling each and every one of our kids, I love you. And I believe that of our 2004, many of them need to hear that. They need to hear that. And then you have to follow up those words with genuine actions day in and day out that, that match that, um, both from me and from our staff so that our kids can walk away having good days and bad days. Um, getting the answer they want to hear or not getting the answer they want to hear, but knowing that behind every word, deed, and action is love. And uh, I, I can't see behaving any differently if we had a class of, of or a school of 250, which is, the, which is the size of my high school back in the Conrad, Montana. We had 250 kids. It would be the same way. Um, every single student, no matter what their background, their lived racial and cultural experience, they need to know that they are loved, they're supported, they're going to be challenged, and they're going to be held accountable. But uh, day in and day out, they're in a place where, where they are loved as they are for whom they are. So let's dig on that, Bart, because anybody that's followed you on social media knows, I mean, you, you've navigated some really, um, some really uh, complex situations over the years and you've done it successfully and you've kept students in the center so you said you get into classrooms you're in the hallways you're present can we pick at that a little bit more for new or even seasoned veteran uh, principals that want to kind of make that shift of showing up and being present to win what does that look like other than just being in classrooms well it starts always uh with i mean this is not a novel idea but it's one i really gravitate towards it's keeping the main thing the main thing and our kids are always always the main thing and um i've been asked before you know what kind of leader are you or what kind of leadership style and i'm not really good at those questions all i know and what i believe is that you have to lead by example it in the end doesn't matter what you say or what posters you have on your wall or what message you might have on your door you've got to lead by example and by being present and by uh trying to learn students' names. That's, again, doesn't matter what size of school you have. If you make an effort to learn students' names and learn as many as you can, and then when you can greet them by their name, first or last name, I'm telling you, that connection, and you make eye contact, you smile, you welcome, there's, there's that genuine authenticity about your daily interactions. And I draw energy from that. When I have kids responding, that fires me up. And it, 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 it inspires me to continue um, carrying on and hopefully positively impacting my staff who are second to none. I know each of us are proud of our staff, but I will say it's second to none to, to also in their own way um, show up for kids in a similar way where kids walk away knowing, hey, 
this this teacher cares about me. They, it is really personal to them that I do well and that I learn and achieve as they hope I can. So I, I'm just taking all of this in because I, I love and I think our listeners are are loving the the pieces that you're sharing around, you know, leading by example, keeping the main thing, the thing, the main thing and drawing energy, right? Even just learning a, a student's name and with 2,400 students, I'm sure that's not an easy task. Um, but prioritizing those relationships uh, is absolutely yeah. critical. And in you're doing that through that example that you're leading. Um, my wonder is, you know, how do students know? Like if, if we were to ask a, a group of your students, my teachers care about me, how, what examples would they give um, in, in furthering, deepening this idea that you're setting it as an example? My, my hope is that they would know from our, from our daily interactions um, that, that, that it's genuine, that it's authentic. And, and me personally, I really don't know any other way to be. Um, And then from my, from my staff, we've really focused on um, the human connection. Um, uh, as, as I shared before, three out of four kids in, in this school are white. It is, it is not the easiest um, environment to navigate if you are a student of color. Everyone has their own story and their, li- and their own lived experience. And so I, I'm not gonna generalize, but there's no question that for, for some students, particularly those who may be black or those who may be brown, um, it is hard. It's hard to be a, a racial minority in a, in a sea of, of a school, which this is. And so we've been so intentional, and I credit our system leadership for this. I, I credit our, our, our sister schools and colleagues um, as we've worked together across our school district to form those human connections to know it on day one. We're not going to dive into curriculum. We're not going to dive into instructional strategy and differentiation. Yes, that'll come. And it's going to be great when it does. But starting off school with connecting the teacher with the student, teachers are encouraged to share a little bit about themselves. So you break down those barriers that are always there, but it allows students, hopefully, to see a little bit of themselves in their teachers and in their teacher stories. And then it grows from there. That's the foundation of relationships. And then you let each teacher through their own art. Every teacher is an artist and they, and, and they work their art in their own ways. But from that foundation, which is focused on relationships, you let them work their art. And, uh, and from there, you like, sometimes you just step out of the way and stay out of the way and let them carry on. And other times you work side by side with them to support them uh, increasing their, their efficiency and their effectiveness and uh, interrupting patterns, whether they arise as attendance, behavior or academic patterns. Um, and you work side by side with them. But um, hopefully that's what students would say. They would know that through the interactions, whether it's with me or with their teachers, there's a genuine, authentic care about me as an individual um, that they would know and feel. And um, we've leveraged that in the past. Mark uh, alluded to, we had uh, my second year here, right after the 2016 election, we had a, a horrific racist graffiti incident in one of our bathrooms. And it, it, and it was tied to the election and it went national. I mean, heck, it went international with its reach. And that was my first time as a white male that I had seen the raw um, uh, hurt and pain doesn't do it justice. Uh, I mean, just the, the, the raw 
impact of racism. And uh, it was to the credit of my students of color, specifically my black students and their families who entrusted me and our staff through the relationships we had developed and invested in over the past you know, 15 months that uh, they, were, um, they were able to lead and I followed them. Um, as we, as we, as a school community moved forward uh, to, to heal and to process and to support and encourage one another and also to learn and grow. And um, I don't ever wish to, to relive an experience like that. And yet, God forbid, when we do have uh, further trials, whatever those may be, um, because of the investment we have in relationships, I know we're going to have a foundation from which we can leverage to move forward. Hey, Bart, um, and you did successfully help the community move through that. And, um, and I, I think for our listeners to hear that you, you leaned on your student body and the relationships that you had built to date to help navigate through, um, certainly those young people learned a lot through the process as well. Um, I, I, I'm curious for our, our listeners, uh, two questions come to mind. I'm new to a building, right? And you talked about being authentic. Um, how does it? How how does a new leader do a building build those solid relationships so that they can build a culture around students feeling like they belong, um, that their voice actually is connecting with administration? Uh, how do how does an administrator make that feel authentic? Um, and then and then are there any things you do to like systemically create that culture yep. so that you got younger kids coming going, oh my gosh. Yeah, when someone sits down with Mr. Becker, they they don't they're not just listen to. There's some action to it. Yeah, yeah, no, great question. Um, two things. First, I lead off every school year with a class meeting, and again, this isn't original. I know many principals across the country and the, and the world. I'm sure do that, but leading off the first, uh, we have to do it over the first two weeks of school with an all class meeting. And, and, and what it looks like here at Maple Grove, it's our entire auditorium is packed with with our with all of our students from each grade level and their their advisory teachers we call it foundation students so they're foundations teachers and i have no script i have a i have a google slide presentation that that, that supports it but it starts off by that's a mixture of a culture setting slash pep talk slash you know fire up um you know half hour meeting to to set the tone and to set the expectations and to lead the students into this introduction as to who I am and to what I expect them to be uh, provided here at our school. Um, and that's the first, and it, each, each class has this, fresh, freshmen through, through seniors individually. So by the time kids graduate, they've had four uh, class meetings to begin each and every year. Um, but that's where it starts. And, and that's where they can hear from me genuinely, um, lead off, and then, it's, and then it's about following through with those actions. Um, uh, following up with those daily interactions, again, whether they are structured or not. And, and by unstructured, obviously in hallways and in, in classrooms at lunch is a great time. And then the second thing is we have several student leadership groups. Um, we also have, I mean, we have, as I'm sure every school does, but uh, I think we have over 30 or 40 um, uh, non-athletic, non-fine art student groups, everything from a chess club to speech and debate to, um, uh, we have a, a, a medical group. I'm forgetting the name of it, obviously, but uh, it's you lean on the on the staff members who are the, who are the advisors to those group 
and you check in with them. And uh, after a period of time at the start of the year, just say, hey, which of our kids are showing up? Who is standing out as someone who has great leadership potential, all grade levels? It's wonderful when you can identify those who are younger so you can leverage them over the course of the year. But then you, I intentionally find my way to meet them if I haven't already. And this is also in athletics and fine arts too. But it's through those core uh, student groups where the, the, that you identify leaders and then you empower them. You find out where they are skilled at, uh, at leading, where their passions are, and then you feed it. You feed it and then get out of their way. And because uh, that's when you can have leadership at the grassroots level, that's where true positive cultural change can occur. It's, it's uh, every adult in the building can say and even, and even do things. But it's when the kids buy in to to their own intrinsic leadership and to that of their classmates, that's when special things really occur. Wow, that's I have to jump in one more time. And that is, you know, you you keep on saying, oh, I'm sure all schools do this. Um, Yes and no. Right. It's in the simplicity of this stuff. It's hard to follow through, though. So, like what I hear you saying is some of the, the, the most simple things. Uh, make the best impact. But it does require you to actually do that research to go to those advisors and say, who are the kids that are showing up and in that space to recruit them as some of the student leaders and maybe even give them voice that they haven't realized they've had themselves. I Again, for our listeners, it's in the simple things, but it's the follow through. So I'm energized. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing that you've shared with the listeners is the ability to put structure behind the ways in which we build relationships right and it's yep. it's genuine and it's authentic but it's saying i'm going to make a point to talk with advisors to find these um, young people who really can bring the voice of the the 2400 to the table yep. and find out what they need um, and building those structures those infrastructures really underneath the culture i think is is something that folks don't always necessarily spend um, significant time thinking around the planning and the execution of that. Yep. No, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's empower, it's energizing to empower students just to be themselves. Um, I think of a recent graduate, for example, who, um, was a servant leader and, you know, there's all sorts of different leaders. Every kind is awesome. They, they, they inspire you in every way, but, um, this was a student who uh, did not stand out, um, quietly knew who they were. They had amazing uh, self-awareness, wiser beyond their years. But um, as, a, um, as a musician, was in our band program, uh, had a passion to help uh, underprivileged elementary age students uh, to also get into music. And uh, on their own, to their credit, and I was I was so proud to to surprise her with with sharing the story at our commencement, which again we have 500, 600 kids in our graduating classes and several thousand community members who 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 attend. It's just an amazing thing. But to share how they on their own went and collected, donated musical instruments to then distribute to students at the elementary level who on their own couldn't have afforded them, so that they could learn to appreciate and love music just as she did. You know mm. how awesome is that? And so to find those those almost hidden leaders, because again, she doesn't she didn't stand out and hope to be recognized, but you find them and then you empower them, whether it's with a specific task, whether it's a, whether it's with a student group, um, and then you you sustain them throughout, continue encouraging them, check in, 
Um, how can I help? Is there anything I can do, whether it's through promoting something on social media or just showing up at a meeting? Um, it's those little things that it, it doesn't make it work because it's so fun to, to see them uh, be themselves and to reach their potential at that period in time. They're going to keep growing, 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 but to see where they are then and, and to see them grow um, all, I'm, I'm sure all, all uh, school levels, elementary, middle and high school are fun and great. High school is my favorite by far because it's, it's, it's things like that, which you get to see and be a part of. Absolutely. Well, and, and I think what you're doing in this process is you're finding these hidden leaders and you're giving them an opportunity to grow and to see their, their future, right? And, and you're building these leaders and what a great opportunity you have to be able to do that each day um, at your high school. And we really, really, truly, Bart, appreciate the time. I think, you know, our listeners are are walking away with lots of next steps for them to be thinking about. Um, you know, relationships and culture should be on our mind as leaders every single day. It's not just, you know, the beginning of the year or as we anticipate things or when there's a crisis, it really is every day. So how are we investing into the cultures that we have? And I think you've done a great job of articulating that and what you do um, at Maple Grove Senior High School and, and what others can do. So we just truly appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. Likewise, my pleasure. Thank you both so much. Absolutely. And if you want to connect in with uh, Bart and continue to see the great things that he's doing, um, you can follow him on Twitter at MGSH principal. And we'll have that information below for you to access as well. Um, and I know Bart would love to continue the conversation around obviously what he's very passionate about, which is relationships with students and keeping the main thing, the main thing. So thanks again, Bart and everyone have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bart. Thanks for joining another exciting episode of Lead, Change, and Education, where we talk with educational leaders just like you and how they're boosting student achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Tune in to our weekly podcast by joining and subscribing to the podcast platform that works best for you. You can also follow Adam at Adam D. Drummond or Mark at MWHS Principal on Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn and you can use the hashtag LeadChangeEd to stay up to date on all of the exciting things that are happening in education related to our podcast as well as the work that we do each and every day. Until next time, be the change you wish to lead in your schools.